0: Hello folks, this is Larry Schaefer with Living Scripture Daily. Thank you for joining me again today on my journey of discovery of God's amazing Word. We are spending a lot of time talking about the topic of Jesus loves sinners. I've got a question for you. Have you ever had someone stare at you with focus and intensity? The Bible says in Luke 5, after that, he Jesus went out and noticed a tax collector named Levi and he was sitting in the tax booth. You know, a friend of mine recently pointed out the fact that Levi was sitting in his tax booth when Jesus fixed his gaze upon him. Now just think about that for a moment. Matthew was sitting in the middle of his sin in the tax booth, his place of greed, thievery, and extortion. Jesus fixed his attention on him and called him to follow him when he was smack dab in the middle of sinning. Consider the process of Jesus calling Levi, the sinner, to be a follower of his. Well, first of all, without Matthew even realizing it, while he was lurking in the shadows, catching a glimpse of Jesus here and there around the village, listening to his teachings from afar, undoubtedly feeling remorse and undeserving of Jesus' grace while all of that was happening Jesus was quietly and intentionally drawing Matthew's heart with loving-kindness the Bible says I have loved you with an everlasting love therefore I have drawn you with loving-kindness well secondly Jesus didn't wait for Matthew to go to the synagogue or to make a spiritual sacrifice or perform a spiritual ritual Jesus didn't wait for him to do something righteous or spiritual. Jesus went to him when he was in the middle of his greatest sin. Jesus goes to him while he's extorting his countrymen, while he's taking money from the poor. Who knows, maybe it was while he was arranging to break the leg of a man who owes him money. Jesus fixes his gaze on Matthew while he is in his tax booth the place where Matthew lives out the wickedness and the greed of his heart. The Bible says, but God demonstrates his own love for us while we were still sinners. That's when Christ died for us. Well, thirdly, Jesus sets his attention upon Matthew in such a way that Matthew just cannot avoid the situation. As I asked before, have you ever had someone stare at you with intensity and absolute focus? Matthew is sitting in the tax booth, minding his own business, going about his business within his own domain of darkness and sin, the place where the worst of him is evident to all, and Jesus stares at him. That had to be a little awkward. But the Bible says, Behold, O Lord, you know it all. You have enclosed me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? Even if I dwell in the remotest part of the sea, even there your hand will lead me. Well, lastly, while Matthew is captured by the attention of Jesus, at the moment when nothing is hidden, when his sin is wide open and embarrassingly exposed, when he's sitting in his tax booth, Jesus calls him. He calls him out in loving kindness and compassion and care. Jesus says, follow me. Be my disciple. Be my follower. Be my friend. Once again, Jesus said, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Let's change scenes, folks. Uh, let's go to, our, to the present day. After months of Jesus tugging on the heart of the alcoholic and meth addict. With love and grace, one evening at midnight, when the addict is drunk and high, Jesus fixes his gaze upon his beloved with love and compassion. Strangely, Jesus isn't harsh and condemning. But instead, just like the father of the prodigal, Jesus runs toward her. Even while she is drunk and high, he hugs her, he kisses her, he draws her in love. In love and compassion, Jesus whispers in her ear, it's time to follow me, let's go. You see, Jesus loves her when she's at her worst, in the depth of pain, despair, and rebellion. Well, Jesus continues to speak to her. I'm not gonna wait for you to get your life right, or wait until you go to church, or wait for you to meet me somewhere on holy ground. No, right now, in your deepest shame and in worst situation, I love you I'm calling you. Come and follow me. I want you to be my disciple, my follower, my child, my friend. At the same time, in another place, Jesus is fixing his attention on the prostitute, the stripper, the transvestite, the pimp. In another place, on the proud, the arrogant, the greedy. In another place, he fixes his attention on the thief, the gangster, the multiple felon, And yet in another place, the porn star, the porn addict, the sex addict. You know, folks, when I say Jesus loves sinners, I mean Jesus really does love sinners. He goes after them even while they are stuck deep in their sin. When we are lost in our sin, we avoid houses of worship. We avoid our Christian grandmother. We avoid religion of any kind. We avoid these places because we think that's where God resides, and we don't want to face him. We think that we can avoid him by avoiding spiritual places or spiritual people or spiritual environments. Well, folks, we are mistaken. Jesus draws sinners to himself while they are still sinners. For you, he finds you when you are sitting in your own tax booth. He goes where you reside. He fixes his eyes upon you when you are even in the middle of your darkest deeds. Why? Because Jesus loves sinners. Well, the Bible says both the Pharisees and the scribes began to grumble, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So Jesus told them this parable, saying, What man among you, if he has a hundred sheep and has lost one of them, does not leave the 99 in the open pasture and go after the one which is lost. And he goes after him until he finds him. Well, are you the lost sheep of this story? Are you running from God? Are you hiding in your own dark place? Jesus will come after you in love. He doesn't come to torment you. He doesn't come to condemn you. He goes to your place of sin not to condemn you. He goes to remove condemnation. Jesus said to the woman who was actually caught in adultery, actually caught in the middle of it, Jesus said, I do not condemn you. Well, folks, let's close with this. Here's six words that I would like for you to listen to very carefully. Six words from Romans chapter 5, verse 20. Where sin abounds, grace abounds more. Wow. Where sin abounds, grace abounds more. Have you ever felt like Jesus could never forgive you? It's time to put those feelings behind you. It's time to draw near to him, not run from him, but to draw near to him. It's time to say, Jesus, help me, forgive me, save me. Father God, because of your great love and compassion, you sent your son to save sinners. When I was living in sin, you died for me. When I was lost, you found me. When I cried for help, you ran to me hug me and kiss me. I am forever grateful. Amen.